speeding. Slow down. You're driving too fast. I hear you when you say you got it, but I didn't had a few accidents in the past. A couple close calls that crashed. Outline of my face etched into the dash. Where are you rushing to? Swerving from this lane to the next. Bouncing from madly in love to just sex. Roll the window down long enough to stick the middle finger at your ex. Where are we going? I trusted you enough to give you the keys. Listen when you said, baby, please sit back and just ride. I shut up. Calm the voices inside. Left my inhibitions along with my pride at the place where the rubber and the pavement meet. But before I could buckle my seat, you were damn that down I-10. And that's where the flashbacks begin. I'm not into race car driving. Like Wayne said, my soul is just arriving. No time for worlds colliding. I got shit to do. Can't afford to be falling apart because of you. I am making moves. It's hard to embrace the love when my ribs are bruised. My hands stiff from being misused. Gripping the door, holding on for dear life. Close my eyes, see mine flash by twice. I'm scared. I hopped in this car when I wasn't prepared. What if this was a mistake? You slam on the brakes, pull over, and throw the gear in park. I thought we crashed, but you missed the mark. No engine explosion, no horse left broken. I'm living, still kicking, but I fucked up the trip. Traumatized by my past, and my driver just dipped. Speeding. Hey, friends. Hey, everybody. I miss y'all. I miss you so much. Welcome back to Nisha's room. I'm super excited about this episode. I'm even more excited about Queen Media Collective's initiative for us to talk about some red and green flags of dating. Have y'all listened or watched the other, read any of the other articles? Like, because they got some real dope shit that people are talking about. It's like, ooh, baby, I don't know what I would have did if I was in that situation. But I wasn't. So, bloop, I'm going to read your best. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't checked it out, by all means, go check out some of the other articles that we featured this week because it's some really, really, really dope shit. But we can go on to why you're here because you missed Misha's room, right? Right? And did. I know I did too. Um, so this episode started a little bit differently. I didn't use my typical intro because I am super duper stuck on Adele album 30. Like the whole damn thing, the whole thing. If you haven't listened to it, you need to listen to it. But that's what's going to play in the background of this episode because I'm really, really stuck on this album right now. <laughs> and I guess it is kind of good timing, especially with this poem that we're about to do um, or the poem that, you know, you heard me spit earlier, Speeding. Uh, let me go ahead and jump into the breakdown. So the title of this piece, Speeding, came from the concept that I tried to paint in the poem. So like, if you didn't catch on by now, the poem is basically discussing, or it's talking about like when you're on the highway with somebody and they like literally speeding. So I use a couple different references, like I-10, which is the highway, the interstate, the freeway, depending on whatever region you in. <laughs> but that's one of the interstates or one of the highways that people drive on. Um, I talk about swerving from lanes. I talk about um, car crashes and things like that. So like speeding is basically using the analogy of getting in a car accident or driving real fast on a freeway with being in a relationship or starting that talking stage or when you're going into like really, really fucking with somebody and calling yourself fucking with them heavy, right? So that's just some background conceptualization for y'all. So in the beginning of the poem, I start with Slow down, you driving too fast. I hear you when you say you got it, but I done had a few accidents in the past. A couple close calls that crashed, outlining my face, etched into the dash, where you rushing to? So 
that's basically saying when you hopped in a car, when I first started fucking with somebody, when like, you know, we just kind of getting the groove going, I'm enjoying the process, but I needed to let the person know, like, look, I need you to slow down a little bit because you're moving too fast. You're going too far. You're in too deep for me in this space and place that I'm in at this current time. Um, And I wanted to let them know, like, you know, I hear you when you say you got it. Like, I really hear you when you say that it's all good. It's all fine and dandy. I ain't got to worry about it. You do this kind of shit all the time, whatever. Like, I hear that. And I also need you to acknowledge the fact that I've been in similar situations before. And like, in those situations, um, it ended up with the outline of my face etched into the dashboard. So like, long story short, it ended up crashing. And then I ended up (laughs) fucked up and I ended up hurt. So I need you to understand that you might need to slow down. And I'm very concerned about where are you rushing to? Like, where where are you trying to take us? Where is this supposed to go? Are we trying to rush to marriage? Are we trying to rush to a relationship? Are we trying to rush to the bedroom? Where are we rushing to and what's the point? Um, So then I go on to continue and say, um, swerving from this lane to the next, bouncing from madly in love to just sex, Roll the window down long enough to stick the middle finger at your ex. Where are we going? So, whew. Swerving from this lane to the next, bouncing from madly in love to just sex is basically saying how a lot of times when you're fucking with somebody and y'all are on that, like, mm, I guess it's muddy waters in a sense. It's like, we really, really fuck with each other. I like you. You know, it's all cool. I like you. You're a nice person. All that kind of sweet shit. But then it's, well, why are we not together then? Or somebody will present that question of like, you know, so what are we? So where are we going? What are we doing? Kind of things. And then when you initiate those kind of conversations, it's like, oh, well, are we together or are we just fucking? Are we? And it also can kind of like align with the people who have a couple issues cutting off past people. (laughs) So it's like, if you're still fucking with somebody that you used to be fucking with and you're not supposed to be fucking with no more, you keep bouncing in this space of, I'm really, really in love with you and I really, really fuck with you like that. And like, we have that emotional, intimate connection on top of, oh no, we just fucking. Like, you know, it's that little back and forth that can sometimes be uncomfortable, which, you know, is a (laughs) red flag if that's not a space or a place that you want to be in. But anyway, so that line really, really talks a lot about when people are bouncing between that uncertainty in relationships or situationships or whatever you want to call it. It's kind of like bouncing from madly in love to just sex. I don't know what's going on. And then I acknowledge the part of the roll the window long enough, roll the window down long enough to stick the middle finger at your ex because maybe it's my lesbianism. A lot of times the exes still be low key relevant for whatever the fuck reason. So it's like, all right, so you go, we're going to be speeding on this fucking freeway, but as soon as you see your ex, we got to slow down a little bit just so you can make sure that's not where you want to be <laughs> kind of thing. And so that's where, like, the road the finger down long enough to stick the middle finger at your ex. So it's like, we can be in our situationship, but we don't know exactly what we're doing. It's like, we really like each other, but at the same time, we just stuck in and you still got your ex shit that you're dealing with. So it's, it's kind of just like very complicated on this ride, wherever the fuck we're going, which is why I asked, where are we going? Let's get some clarity here. Let's find out what page we own, what we trying to do. Like, why are we still doing this shit anyway? The next stanza goes into say, um, I trusted you enough to give you the keys. Listen when you said, baby, please sit back and just ride. I shut up, calm the voices inside, left my inhibitions along with my pride. At the place where the rubber and the pavement meet. 
So that little stanza is basically saying that although I had my hesitancies, I had my uncertainties, I told y'all earlier, I'm asking all my questions, I'm saying all of this shit, you know, I hear you when you say you got it, but just be cautious because, you know, you're driving kind of fast and I've fucked up and been in some fucked up positions before. So um, to hear this piece or to say this part where I'm like, I trusted you enough to give you the keys is saying that even though I had all of those hesitancies and those uncertainties, I still let you drive me wherever the fuck we're going. And like, I know everybody be driving. We do buku things when we're driving, but you also have to understand that when you're driving someone else, you're literally responsible for their life. So it's like, when I'm letting you take the lead in this relationship or situationship or whatever the fuck we're doing, I am trusting that you will take care of me in this space and place. So you need to truly understand the privilege and the access that I'm giving you. <laughs> so, you know, I'm letting you have the keys. I'm going to shut the fuck up. And when you say, baby, please stop bitching, <laughs> sit back and just ride. So like, that's me saying, and I allow myself to calm the voices that I had. I talked to all of the uncertainties. I talked to the people in my head that are telling me that this is going to be another fucked up situation so that I could be cool. And then I say, I left it at the place where the rubber and the pavement meet because it's basically saying, as soon as you started to drive, I let all that shit go. Once I let you take the wheel and to like kind of guide us in whatever direction we're headed in, I left all my shit back there before we hopped on the interstate today. And so, you know, it was like, I let it go. I promise I let it go. And we're trying to move forward. Then the next stanza goes into, but before I could buckle my seat, you were damn near on I-10, and that's where the flashbacks begin. So this is saying, yeah, I left my inhibitions and all of that kind of shit on the side of the road before we took off. But then, as soon as I did that, you ready to get the fuck. Like, you ready to go. Like, we on the move. I didn't even have a chance to put on my seatbelt. Seatbelt is safety first, sweetie. You moving too quick for me. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So then I kind of compare this to, like, when you see all of these different things that people start to do. And like, sometimes it'll be real sweet, like cute shit. But then other times it's things like, I don't want you tweeting that. I don't want you texting that. Why you still talk to this person? Like those little things is like, whoa, baby, pump the motherfucking brakes. Calm down, (laughs) calm down. I ain't even put on my seatbelt yet. And you trying to dictate and regulate. Like that's not how life goes. But a lot of people don't consider it for real, for real especially when you're just in the beginning of something, like those beginnings of some things are always the ones that get people kind of caught up in a sense. But um, then I move on to say, and that's where the flashbacks begin. So I'm kind of just highlighting how when I was in, quote unquote, in the car, in the situationship with this person that I was allowing to take the lead and they started moving all quick, they started to show me some shit that I've seen in people before. So it's like, I see these red flags, like this stuff is bouncing up and jumping all over the room. It's here. I see it. And here my stupid ass is just sitting in the passenger seat like, "Mm, I don't know if this is it, but whatever. So then um, I go into, I'm not into race car driving. Like Wayne said, my soul is just arriving. No time for worlds colliding. I got shit to do. So this stanza basically highlights how like there's this line in the song where Wayne is like, my soul is just arriving. So it's saying that, you know, I'm just getting my shit back together. I'm just making the executive decision that I even want to get in a car with somebody else while they're driving. 
and this the kind of shit you won't pull. Like you just gonna speed off when in reality, I don't like race car driving. I don't like when we move that fast. I would much rather we slow our asses down and take our time doing whatever it is that we need to do. But everybody don't move at the same pace like that. So I have those fears and inhibitions that I left at the side of the road, kind of like coming back up a little bit. Um, And then it's having these flashbacks and this reminder of I have shit to do. Like, I don't know what kind of heartbreaks or anything like that that y'all have dealt with in the past. But like some of the shit that I've dealt with was like paralyzing. And when I say paralyzing, I really mean like paralyzing, like a bad bitch couldn't get out the bed. Bad bitch balled up on the floor crying. Bad bitch like not doing the work no more. Like it's fuck it all, fuck it all. (laughs) And those aren't the kind of places or spaces that I personally like to be in. So when I end up in these other situationships where I start to see these signs and symptoms and things that are pretty fucking familiar, then I wouldn't, you know, it's like that's not really something I'm trying to fuck with because I can't afford to be back in that place and space again. So then I move on to say, can't afford to be falling apart because of you, I am making moves. And that's true. I'm in the middle of doing too much shit. Like, I'm literally, like, manifesting my dreams right now. I am walking into the fruit of my motherfucking labors. Like, I am enjoying these bitches, and they sweet. I have things going on in my life, and I cannot afford to be pushed back to be the bitch that I used to be as a result of trusting somebody else with whatever relationship or situationship we're in in this moment in time. So, long story short, a bitch was scared. Now, this next stanza is one of my favorites because it's when I started using symbolism a lot, and I really liked it. So, um... The next lines are, it's hard to embrace the love when my ribs are bruised. Let's stop that. It's hard to embrace the love when my ribs are bruised. Imagine somebody trying to show you love, somebody trying to give you a hug, but you have bruised ribs. Somebody can't do that if your ribs hurt, because then like, even when they touch you, you're tense, you're sore. You're still recovering from that last car accident we had when we let the last motherfucker drive (laughs) and they thought that they had it under control and we ended up in the motherfucker accident again. So it's hard to embrace the loves when my ribs are bruised. Um, My hands stiff from being misused. I'm a lesbian. You put that together on your own. Um, Gripping the door, holding on for dear life. So like if a car is about to crash, I don't know how many accidents y'all have been in, but I'd have been into a few, both figuratively and literally. (laughs) (laughs) but like sometimes when you feel like you're about to crash into something then you start to brace yourself so you might hold the door grip the steering wheel or you're like grip something to brace yourself for the impact and so that's what a line um gripping the door holding on for dear life next would be close my eyes see my flash by twice i'm scared so then it's basically saying i'm in this car this person is driving are we in the situation ship this person is taking a lead and we zooming in and out. However they want to do it, it's however that we doing it. And at the same time, I'm fucking terrified. I am literally fucking terrified. So then I close my eyes and I see those flashbacks of when I was in this position once upon a time. And I ended up in a motherfucking accident. So now I'm scared. Ain't no hiding. Ain't no if and buts about it. Ain't no nothing. I'm fucking scared. <laughs> so then I jump in and I say, I hopped in this car when I wasn't prepared. What if this was a mistake? And now at this point in the poem, I start talking out loud. So when I say I hopped in this car when I wasn't prepared, what if this was a mistake? 
I expressed that out loud. And this is me telling the driver, like, I wasn't prepared for this. What if it, this was a mistake, right? And so then in that moment, I segue to you slam on the brakes, pull over and throw the gear in park. So now that part, I take it like I was talking to the person who I'm in the situation with and we're trying to figure this shit out. I'm terrified. And then I communicate to them, hey, I'm scared. I don't know if we should have really did this. And so then when I express that true doubt, that like that doubt and somewhat regret of like, I don't think we should have moved forward with this. Then the person literally pulls over and it's like, well, bitch, if you don't want to be in a car, you can get out. <laughs> I know that sounds bad, but in reality, it's like, I understand that this might, or the person was expressing, you know, they understand that, you know, this ain't necessarily what I was feeling at that time. And if that's not what I'm feeling at this time, then they didn't want to take me on a trip or take me on a ride that I wasn't willing to go on. So that's why you, you know, slam on brakes, pull over, and throw the gear in park. Now the car not moving no more. Now we at a standstill. Then it goes back to me in my head. Um, I thought we crashed, but you missed the mark. No engine explosion. No hearts left broken. I'm living, still kicking, but I fucked up the trip. Traumatized by my past and my driver just dipped. So in that little stanza, I'm basically saying how I communicated my feelings, my hesitancies, my um, almost regret and my doubt to the person who was driving, who was leading this, who was taking us wherever we was going and I'm just riding with them. And then when I said that, they decided that the trip was over. <laughs> they decided that, yeah, bitch, I ain't taking you nowhere. You're not willingly going. And then when we stopped and we pulled over, I thought personally that we crashed, like, boom, explosion, facing the dashboard again, like, problematic, I'm hurt, heartbroken, all of that kind of shit, right? But then I didn't. It wasn't. See? Thought we crashed, but you missed the mark. No engine explosion, no hearts left broken. I'm living, still kicking. So, like, even though I was real scared on the ride, wherever the fuck we was going, when you pulled over and stopped that car, I was okay. I'm physically okay. My heart is still okay. My pulse still there. I'm still moving. I'm not paralyzed. I'm not heartbroken. I'm not dealing with the bullshit. None of that. But I fucked up the trip. <laughs> Traumatized by my past and my driver just dipped. So that part is basically saying that I ended up allowing the past to pour into wherever the fuck we were going or pour into this trip a little too much. So then not only was I scared and when I communicated that regret and that doubt to the person that I was trying to like go on a new trip with or build something different with or to figure out with this person, I ended up giving them the the cold shoulder in a sense, basically saying that like, yeah, I ain't fucking with this because this too close to what I fucked with before. And then they received that. And when they received that, they said, that's some shit you got to deal with, baby. That ain't on me. <laughs> and they did. And so sure enough, I allowed those red flags that I saw in previous relationships to dictate the trajectory of whatever situationship I was in at that moment, space and place and time. And so I guess this episode or this poem in and of itself is basically, it's kind of like telling you, you want to be able to communicate your feelings. You want to talk about what's going on with you. You want to be able to be transparent with the person that you're dealing with. And at the same time, 
you want to be mindful and understand if the feelings that you are allowing to come up are solely attached to this one experience or this one person. Like, are you holding the next person accountable for some shit that somebody else did in the past? Or are you really moving different to where you're being more cautious and you're allowing yourself to be selective of how you let people dictate your ride, where your ride goes, and what y'all are supposed to be doing on that ride. It's kind of complicated. It can be real back and forth, up and down-ish, as are most relationships and situationships, especially when you're figuring them out. For those who want to know, ultimately, <laughs> I ended up finding where I wanted to be and riding with someone that's an amazing driver. That wasn't necessarily the person that I wrote this poem about. <laughs> but um, you deal with the consequences of the actions that you choose. And by all means, you move forward. I want to thank y'all for spending this time in Misha's room. Um, I know it's been a minute. I know this one was a little different. We in the works. I got shit in the works. I know I always have shit in the works. But I really, really always have shit in the works. <laughs> so stay tuned. Like I said, check out the rest of the articles for Queen Media Collective's Red Flag, Green Flag theme week. They got some real dope ones in there. There's a lot of support. And, you know, you might find somebody who sees things the same way you do. (laughs) That way you feel a little less alone. Um, But, yeah, thank you so much for spending time in Misha's room. Can't wait to see you next time.